When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Everybody. Welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Um, we could try and sugarcoat things, but we won't. We're going to be as honest and upfront as we always are on these things. Uh, and we're going to reflect on pretty, you know, how dire things have gone at the moment. I'm joined by Phil Kirkbride, who was uh, unfortunate to, to be at Goodison Park at the weekend, as was Adam Jones, as was Gavin Buckland. Uh, myself, David Prentice, trying to you know sort of raise spirits here, but failing miserably. Um, so go on, Phil. Just just talk us through briefly. You know how you saw things at the weekend. Um, wasn't the greatest, was it? That's being generous, Colin. I think it was just, a, in many ways, seriously worryingly pathetic. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of my best, the best word I think I can use. Pathetic. There's a lot of other. Well, very apt adjectives, but it just was <laughs> none of which are suitable for a family it, newspaper. I mean, yeah, yeah and, and I think yeah. you know, joking aside, it was not, and we've seen plenty of these, but it really was not a performance befitting of the football club. And I, you know, you don't overreact because it was it was one game and stuff, but it's that kind of lethargy and that kind of apathy and almost that almost like cruising through matches as you know. That's become a problem since, well, has been a problem since maybe Martinez's second yeah. season, and certainly in the short term and the, and the recent history. Too many players who lack energy, too many players who lack dynamism, fight spirit, backbone maybe, um, and too many players don't look like they care enough. And yeah. I know it's not the majority of the squad the majority of the team aren't Evertonians and, or have not become Everton fans as we would be in that respect but there's the professional footballers and there's just not there was not enough or hardly any players in that team or, or, or what they were offering that was that was worthy yeah. and I think that was that was the biggest thing for me that too many players I mean look I, you don't, I don't like to bring wages into it that often but I couldn't help but sit, sit there and think you're on a lot of money. You're on a lot of money, and you're cruising. Yeah. You're, on con- you're on a long contract, and you just look like you're happy. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I sensed in Phil's piece on uh, Saturday 
season-long worth of frustration because I think all the points you came up with on mm. Saturday that you just repeated there were valid. Uh, I think exactly the same as that. Um, I think it was made worse for me the fact that we were playing West Brom, a team yeah. that was second from bottom. Yeah. A team that you know had one player that we let go during <laughs> the summer who was you know uh, one at least one class or a couple of classes above anybody else we had on the pitch. Um, and that we come away from the game, uh, the only sort of positive thing about it was that we somehow scraped a one-all draw, mm. uh, when in reality, on a different day, we may have gone down by two or three against a team that were, even behind the fact that they were second from bottom, everything we weren't. They were organised, committed. Yeah. Cohesion is a word I've heard mm. quite a lot this week, uh, since Saturday. You know, of people I've spoken to and things I've read. They appeared to be cohesive, they had a plan, and they also had somebody penetration up front. Um, you know, we're trying to get there with our new signing. And I think it was just the fact that it was West Brom, I think, as much as anything else. And I let I was looking at the table last night and I was thinking you know, going back on we are a bottom three or four team still. I mean we're only sort of where we are where we are because in three home games this season we got seven points from games that we should have lost. Bournemouth at home, Watford at home and Saturday. Nice. You know, and those three games at the end of the season could make the difference between us staying up or going down. And that, that was the real frightening thing. Playing devil's advocate, yeah, yeah. is it really that bad? I mean, ninth in the table, as close to Burnley, you know, uh, six points above us as they are the relegation zone. New signing Theo Walcott, who was bright. Uh, a new signing Cheng Tosin, who hopefully will settle and provide a little bit of, you know, focal points up front. You know, a goalkeeper who's had a half decent season. Um, <laughs> that speaks know. volumes, doesn't it? Goal yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, is, is it really that bleak? You know, I, th- I think you've just listed essentially all the positives <laughs> I think that, that's it I, I think I was I struggling to be fair yeah, exactly. I don't think well, you can actually yeah, come up with any more yeah. I think the most worrying thing for me was that well I've been worried about Everton throughout the season yeah. really apart from the period when Allardyce first came in we looked like we had a plan then we looked like at least we were defensively solid yeah. uh, we were nicking one nils we were nicking points but now now the defence is open we've got nothing going forward and I don't know whether they don't know what they're doing anymore, mm. or they don't. They're just not trying. But there's so many, there's so many players. Like I'm gonna pick out Morgan Schneiderlin, <laughs> in in particular. Like I'm, I'm not sure what he was doing yeah. against West Brom. To be honest, he wasn't. He wasn't sitting. Well, he was meant to be sitting in front of the back four. He wasn't making any tackles. He wasn't making any interceptions. He wasn't bringing the ball forward from midfield. He he was just a body, essentially. And Gareth Barry ran, ran yeah. rings round him. He seems to have developed an allergic reaction to 50-50s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like big time. Like, really, yeah. I do, I'm beginning to feel like you cannot trust him as the single holding defensive midfield player anymore. Well, mm. Kevin Ratcliffe, a columnist of ours, has expressed his concerns a few times about him and he suggests he spends far too long on the floor, on his backside, yeah. which to me indicates a player is out of position too yes. frequently yeah. that has to like, throw yeah. in last-ditch tackles. Yeah, I mean, I think... He's- we spoke about scapegoats last week um, with uh, Martina mm. and he's this week's scapegoat so yeah. we've only got like seven or eight left uh, I think you're right I mean he got done at the start was it when 
I'm going to say the Polish midfielder for West Brom because I can't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, he, he got through, didn't he? And that's surely because Schneiderland lost a, a challenge that was really his. So, yeah. uh, and that's not the first time around this season. It's a Bournemouth. Bournemouth, no, every every match is played, <laughs> and uh, that was it. But I think, I think there's there's more to it. I mean, I thought there was a great goal they scored. I mean, whatever you say about like you know our defensive player, they scored a good goal. But for me, their goal, I don't know what Ashley Williams is doing. Mm-hmm. He strays twenty or thirty, not so, I'm probably exaggerating, twenty five yards into their half or whatever it is. With Schneidel and just standing behind him. Well, I think that, I think that's the point. That's what he, that, what he is what doing. I mean. Like Schneidel is so static and just yeah. he, he's just watching the game essentially. That Williams is forced. That's what I mean. Into, yeah. into coming out and then Holgate's trying to play and that, offside yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's more focused about it's the game's up for offside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's why the James McCarthy injury is so tragic, really, because you were starting to bring a little bit of energy and a little bit of spikiness to that midfield. I mean, Allardyce, you know, made a point about it when he first came into the side that he ran around and chased people, you know, which other midfielders weren't. Are there any, is there anybody else in the squad? You know, for argument's sake, you take Schneiderlin out of the equation, just a guy clearly would come back in again. Is there anybody else that can do it? I mean, Benny Beningame, is he, is he too raw to be considered? Too raw, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, I was, I've been thinking about this over the weekend, obviously trying to trying to forget about it, but, but struggling to... And it's easy, it's easy for us to sit around here and say, and say words about how we want the team to be. And it's not us that has to physically go and put it together. We don't have that those expertise. But I look about next season and, and I think about the summer. You'd almost want a ten outfield players who play, who have the sort of who have the energy, who have the dynamism of McCarthy. He's not the greatest footballer. Yeah. But you want a team that's not young, where it's reliant on teenagers. But not a really like team of, of, of veterans who are just going to grind out and be miserable. You want a team. Everton and Goodison will respond to a team that just has belief in itself and goes at other teams. And I'm not saying recklessly, and I'm not saying Everton suddenly have to develop and try and copy what's going across the park or anything like that. But a team that will get you off your seat because they're full-blooded and are willing to to go at other teams and are willing to chase and are willing to harry and you know that if you're an opposition team coming to Goodison or they're playing play you at your place they're not going to give you a second Yeah, the team whatever happens they're still going to be coming at you a, a team of Tom Davises you know that's the kind of player but that's the type of thing you know and Sam team, speaks yeah. about that elite bracket of players that he sees as 25 to 30 now Everton clearly cannot match or cannot be in the market for the very best because that's where the top six come in and the rest of Europe's best teams. But why not fill the team? Why not say that? The team is going to be made up of 25 to 30-year-olds who are young, fresh, hungry, got a, got a level of experience. Yes, they're not the, the best in their position in Europe. They may not be their best in their position in the country. But my God, will they have a go? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what seven managers in recent years did that? Moyes. Yeah. You know, his, 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 yeah. his age range was that, wasn't it? I mean, pick on the point, points you said at the start, Phil, about um, money and stuff like that. And that comment that Sam made about people's, you know, what we said on the pod for like two years now, to be fair. You know, there's quite a few Everton players who are sort of on their last lucrative contract, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, because of, of the age of the squad, there's, there's, there's probably, I would imagine, five or six players there who are on their yeah. last big contract. They're actually really. I've got. You speak about incentives and stuff mm. like this. I mean, there's always professional pride and stuff like that. And going back to your point, I'm sure that come. You know that 
naturally that comes into footballers' minds and that that's a bit worrying. But there's also a point I think Michael Ball mentioned in his column last week about it's about people like you were just dragging the feet. Is is there's three or four there's you know, how many how many different managers have they yes. played yeah, under yeah. eleven now? Yeah. I mean there's some who's played under four. Yeah. There's probably like one who's played at least one who's played under five. You know, where we went for years yeah. we're just having one or you know, Smith Moyes, yeah. you know, one every four years or something. We've had a rapid you know, exchange of managers since Martin. So we've had Martin as Cooman briefly, yeah. Allardyce yeah. in what? Just over eighteen months? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big big change over a managers and no wonder in that environment players sort well, of drift yeah, and, and you know and do, sorry Ed, I was just going to say what what I didn't see on Saturday and what I haven't seen and I'm sure you'd all agree is you would never describe Everton as a team and as a squad that has got unparalleled levels of spirit no, that's I mean, not a, that's not a squad that you go like like Leicester were propelled by spirit when they won the league, weren't they? That was a, that was a unit. They were all in it together. Yeah. They weren't the best players, and they weren't the most talented. But my God, did they have? Did they just have something? Now yeah. I'm not saying Everton are going to go and win the league if they find spirit. Yeah. But it'll make a hell of a difference. I, I think a lot of it comes from um, Allardyce has mentioned this many times. Confidence, and you know, he said he's, he can, himself he can physically see confidence draining out of players. And Leicester just made me think of that because they got that momentum that generated from you know the surge from relegation the previous season yeah. under a different manager, and then just continued it, and then just like grew and grew and grew. And it's amazing how much a difference that makes. This current squad. Uh, clearly as confidence has drained out of it and therefore it needs players with more mental strength and I just don't think there are enough uh, strong mental characters in there that's why I'm talking yeah. about filling the team the best you can with younger players yeah. who, we don't want people who are thinking they're better than they are yeah. but are confident you know yeah. what you might be a better player on the ball but I'm as fit and as strong as you and I will make your life a living hell yeah. but so does just interesting Adam's view on this does that come from the manager or from the players or both well, I think it, I think it's it's maybe hard to say that it comes from the manager because the players have now failed yeah. under, yeah, under yeah, yeah. four managers. It, there is something inherently wrong with this squad. When something goes wrong, the heads go. The heads, the heads go yeah, down. It's, it it's mental does, strength. Just, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be kids either because you're talking about you know you know young players having that mental strength. You know, we were talking before about the Moyes teams. I mean, how many times did eyebrows, or sorry, eyes roll when Moyes made a signing like a Lee Carsley or a Kevin Kilban? Yeah. Um, you know, I remember at the time David Moyes saying, you know, everybody hates a six foot left winger, uh, as in Kevin Kilban. But the pair of them had, you know, mental strength and character. And, you know, they were older players at the time. And those kind of characters. I think a lack, and you got one in Phil Jagielka, who sadly can only play, you know, so every, you know, so seven or eight yeah. days. I'm struggling to think of too many others. Seamus you know, one. Seamus, who sadly has been unavailable. Bainsey yeah. has been unavailable. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, the, the, the strong players, the strong characters have been missing. Ashley Williams, you think could be a player like that, but you know, he seems to be one that just falls apart. Well, I think far the, pro- the, the problem is, like Michael Ball mentioned it yesterday in his column. Like, there's so there's so many former captains in this squad and international yeah. Yeah, captains yeah, yeah. in this squad. And they're just not taking responsibility at mm. all. It, is that because they're worried about their own form, though, as much as anything else? Is that when you get older? I mean, I think, I think Jamie Carragher alluded to this a few months ago on Sky, that when you get older, a certain age, rather than being a leader mm. and encouraging younger players, you're that worried, you know, you're that concerned about your own form and concentration yeah. because, because you're a bit slow, you've got to concentrate on the game and read it a little bit more and you're not maybe not as natural as what you were, were when you are younger. 
and therefore you know you're concentrating your own game and having the bandwidth to to get everybody you know behind yeah. you. And I think that I think there's an element of truth in that. And it is. I mean, there's a worrying thing. I'm, you know, don't want to sound negative, but I will. Is that but now we've played 35. I don't know how many games you played this year. Is it 35, 36 in all competitions? 37 in all competitions. How many times in that season so far have you come away from the game thinking we should have got a bit more from that game than what we did? <laughs> you could argue City away in the second game of the season, mm. maybe. Yeah, mm. but you know, you know what I mean. So that indicates, you know, I'm what I mean. Field in the FA Cup deserved to draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. okay, just say, just keeping it to yeah. the Premier League. I mean, yeah. say maybe next year at home. But you know, there's not a lot of, sure. there's not a lot of games there, and that indicates that actually they're not flattering. We're not, no, we're not, you know, yeah. we are going back to what I was saying before. Maybe a slightly elevated place in the in the Premier League compared to what the performances were given. And that's a worrying thing. So, but so is Sam Allardyce accurate when he says this is a relegation fight, even though you know ninth place on the table but, and as close to Burnley well, as they are to Southampton. With the players performing as they are, then yeah. yeah. You, you say anybody, anybody since Christmas? What like you know when when the left back having the shot gets the biggest round of applause of the, <laughs> the first half. Ironic cheers. You know, yeah. you know that that's a bad sign. And yeah. I mean, what's our next two games? Leicester at home. That means Arsenal. Yeah. So yeah. Leicester for me, the best team outside the top six, clearly. Well, the seventh now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we, even our good yeah. teams never win it. So you could, yeah. if, if you don't, we, we could conceivably get beat at home to Leicester. Yeah. You know, that is without a doubt. We don't get anything at Arsenal, so that means we still be on in twenty-eight points in two games' time. But all the teams below yeah. us. Well, got opportunities. Well, I mean, I was speaking to someone in the office yesterday, and we were we were looking at the fixture list, looking for Everton's next like quotes easy game, and we were looking through each each fixture, going, oh, that could be a bit tricky, or that could be a bit tricky, and like when you're looking at the fixture list like that, you can't you can't help but feel a yeah, bit pessimistic. And if you were one of our opponents, you'd be saying, well, I'm going to look at Everton. A few players don't fancy it there, obviously. It depends on form, you know. doesn't it? I mean, West Ham was one of those tricky games, uh, but then, you know, won 4 0. So, what do, you, what do you do to address the situation? Because clearly, you know, the manager has only recently been appointed. That's not going to change. Does he need to bring in several more new faces as a matter of urgency? I think as a, as a profile, Walcott is exactly the type of player yeah. ever in need. Yeah. I'd like to think that Tosin, if he gets any service, because he has that added, yeah. mm, will, will be that. Um, I think I think I think they're, they're, they see, they seem aware that the, the, the type of play that Everton are lacking. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Theo being somebody who's quick, he's going to help. But they need quicker players. They need more. As I, as I said before, they need more dynamism in the team. Um, and the problem is, are they going to get enough of it between now and next Wednesday, or whenever it is, um, to make a huge difference? I doubt it. Yeah. Probably probably ample to. To, to stave off that threat of relegation, I don't I don't see them going down. But as I wrote my piece, and it's again, it's very easy for for us to say it and write it, but it's an undeniable feeling that they're going to have to rip it up and start again. Well, I've heard. Yeah. I mean, things got so bad. I've heard a number of fans recently, uh, certainly on social media. I mean, I think Adam did a piece earlier this week about Davy Klassen saying, you know, is it worth reintroducing him again? And I was. Astonished by the results, like it was eighty odd percent. You know, wanted to see him given an opportunity. So, yeah. Well, Adam Adam Luckman is another one that people are calling for because so, on the yeah, cameos yeah. we've seen, he's looked impressive. But on the times he started, he hasn't. I mean, you know, cards on the table. I just haven't seen enough from Davy Klassen to suggest he's worth running the team. Yeah. You know, whenever he's had, he started ten games. The, la- the last game that he played was was away, away, away. Limassol, yeah. and 
I, th- I thought he played quite well in that match. Yeah. I mean, oh my word, I thought he was awful. <laughs> 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 yeah. I've said to a podcast on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to believe that he will be a good player, but he was the worst player in the Everton team that night. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Worse than Morales? Oh, God, Morales was actually involved. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just. you've got to change something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't just. I think the system in the short term, the system's got to change. You can't yeah. just keep like at home against West Brom. You can't be playing two sitting midfielders. Yeah. I'm sorry, because it just it just slows us down. It it doesn't play to our strengths at all. I think we need we need either someone like Davis or someone like Klassen and or someone okay. like Wayne Rooney or, in that position well, or someone like Rooney but he seems reluctant to be playing no I mean because I mean, I've, I've said his form for me has been poor for the last like month or so it, it's a bit of a dilemma because you know when he starts games he's been very very disappointing and rightly substituted yeah he comes on as a sub at the weekend and alright he wasn't brilliant you know, he almost cost a goal with his you know sort of yeah. sloppy distribution but that bit of quality created the goal but that, we've got so, a whole raft of players like that haven't we mm-hmm. you know in the ass but the, pro- uh, the problem you know, is, I don't think you can play Wayne Wayne by himself, no. can you? In the midfield, mm. you've got to have legs. You've got to have yeah. significant if, legs. If you, play, yeah. if you play four, two, three, one, and Wayne's one of the two, they yeah. just they just play through him. Yeah, you've got you've got to play. If you do that, I think four, was three, it, three. Or yeah, it did, was yeah. a Bournemouth that happened, but he didn't even go into the two. And it, uh, I remember he start he started up front and he ended up playing as a two and they just mm. played through him in the last yeah. ten minutes. Mm. You've got to play four, three, three with Wayne as one of the three mm. with two. With two people who yeah. uh, you know will hold or whatever, who do a better run on either side. Unfortunately, we've lost one of those two yeah. that you would pick. Yeah, so I think um, that's an awkward one. Um, so there are there are still options. The class one, there was an interesting one thing the other day. Somebody was saying about like there's been some great players who come from the constants to this country and they just never settled. You know, yeah. uh, Veron uh, was mm-hmm. one of them. Who, yeah, with all due yeah. respect, was like a couple of classes. Well, yeah, 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 the, the one. Just didn't didn't happen. I was playing in a great team. Yeah, you know. It's funny actually because uh, I saw somebody on Twitter the other day mocking uh, the Sunday brunch, and you know they were, they, these journalists were asking you know, who yeah. the greatest players they've ever seen, and uh, one of them suggested Yari Littmanen, and yeah, yeah. she was like roundly mocked. Now I remember you know Yari Littmanen when he was linked with Everton when Walter Smith was manager, and yeah. he actually told me he says you know I've got a chance to sign one of the best players you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. And I said who's this guy? And you know I'd heard so much about him. Obviously Everton did didn't sign him he then went to Liverpool and as you just suggested you know didn't do anything at all yeah. you know, never lived up to the uh, the hype but has clearly been a great player elsewhere so yeah some players can't handle well, the switch the, the person who I always link class on to is Christian Eriksen yeah. at Tottenham like, in his first six six months twelve months even like, they, they hated him really they, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, like, every, he just didn't click with the Premier League when yeah. he first joined and now he's arguably one of the best attacking midfielders in the Prem yeah. I'm not saying Klassen's going to get to that level, but yeah. if you if you give him time, surely he's got to improve. Proper Perez was another one, wasn't he? Mm. He thought he was a bottler, didn't he, for half until the first six months. Thierry Henry didn't yeah. exactly hit the ground running yeah, either. Yeah. Nah, but you know, we're so let's hope he's got the same. But the original <laughs> point is, though, I'm not sure we've answered this yet. Is Klassen still worth a go on the team? Well, yeah. we, we can each give it a go. I, you know, I suspect we're going to be divided here. I, I don't. I think he's had enough opportunities. I want to see more from him, like an ability to go past the player, an ability to find a pass, an ability to have a shot, uh, an ability to tackle. I've not seen any of that yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you're not going to see that if he's not on the pitch. But no, so. I mean, he started 10 games and you know, he's been hauled off early in seven of them you know, for a reason. Um, you know, I saw a couple of Ajax games last year, and I can't say you know he stood out, and I made maybe think, wow, I hope Everton sign him. 
But, you know, I accept, you know, maybe he is a slow burner and, you know, given time and given a run, he could improve. But I just haven't seen anything to suggest that might happen. Whereas the likes of Luckman, for argument's sake, yeah, you see flashes there and you think, yeah. wow, this, this kid's got something. Yeah. Uh, he just right. needs maturity and a little bit of experience and maybe playing, you know, from the start, you know, to well, bring can that I, out. Can I ask, though, have you seen more from Tom Davis this season than you have from David Classen? I saw more from Tom Davis last season uh, to suggest he can do it. This season, yeah, he's, been poor. Season, he's been poor. Yeah, but last season, David Classen was. Yeah. 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 For me, yeah, he looked like he was going to tick the box. Yeah. And yeah. He has been a real crushing disappointment for me. He runs around a bit. He has got energy, but I yeah, just it looks he, a bit had, he had misplaced that, kind of, mm. that that slight edge of kind of sort of wild abandonment about the way he played. Yeah. And he, yeah. was, he wasn't going to be Everton's Vardy because I don't think there are many players like Vardy. But he was yeah. going to be that type of player. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's just he doesn't seem to be in tune with English football. No, and, 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 and to be fair, there's a lot more educated people about on Spanish football they said they'd be a good sound yeah, well, it wasn't just yeah. like a feeling that you got it was I'm watching them mm. people who watched them week in week out said the same and that he's been a disappointment just quickly we anticipating any people going in the next I know it's a transfer window well Sam was adamant wasn't yeah, he yeah. that you know the squad needs pruning yeah. he was 33 strong and he wanted to bring it down Aaron Lennon's gone today um, Morales anymore is, Morales is obviously Morales gone um, they'll take your pick out of some of them like I'm thinking more like class and sorry, I, you, yeah, know, you know. Again, I think yeah, I think that could. I'm 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 not 100%, but I'm guessing they've come on healthy wages, as you say, perennial. Yeah. Who's who's going to take them? And maybe he, maybe Klassen has said, no, I don't want to go. I yeah. want to, I yeah. want to stay and fight. I mean, I don't know. I've we've not spoken to him, so I don't know. Uh, I don't well, we know Nias isn't going. The manager's made that quite clear, and mm. clearly, you know, Everton can't afford to let a striker mm. go at the moment. A striker who can find the goal. You know, Come back to the midfield debate, Mo Bessic. What, what's going to happen to Exactly what's going to happen. Like a couple of years ago, there were strong calls for him to be a regular starter, yeah. and now he's just he's on borrowed time. Missing, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's had one outstanding performance. First leg of the League Cup semi-final against Man City, when yeah. he was superb. But unfortunately, we don't see that often enough. He's been hit by injuries. You know, the lad has suffered. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Prime. No, I was just saying it. It's 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 a, it's a major concern. You know, there's yeah. so many. You know. Possible could have been, might have been characters in the squad that haven't fulfilled potential. There often is when teams are struggling, the squads are yeah. struggling, aren't they? Contractually obliged to say left back in the podcast, <laughs> uh, just to uh, get that out of the uh, out of the way. I have to say, I, I was, you know, quite appalled really when Phil came back from Finch Farm last week and I said, "Come back." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was staying up there. <laughs> yeah. That's no. why he's had the major cop on today. Yeah. You see. Yeah. No, he came yeah. back and he asked Sam, you know, what the situation was yeah. with left backs. You know, so are you going to sign one? Uh, and Sam told him straight. He goes, "If you can find one for me, you know," he says, uh, "Yeah, we'd sign one." 
you know, which the obvious rejoinder is, that's Steve Walsh's job, you know, so yeah. he should be out there trying to find one. I can't believe that there isn't a left-back in the whole of Europe that could do a job for Everton at the moment. Yeah. I mean, how many times, I know, you know, it sounds like ancient history, but, you know, Howard was so good at just plucking players from, like, lower divisions that would come in and do a yeah. job, you know, short-term, Neil Pointing, for example, yeah. people like that. Um, Paul Holmes, who was not particularly successful, but you know he, he did a job. There must be a left back out there. I just don't accept that there's not a left back that can do a job for Everton until the end of the season. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there are plenty of left backs who Sam and Steve have gone. Yeah, let's have him. But then when they've gone, find out the details. Yeah. Oh, well, the club want 25 yeah. million and he wants 170 grand a week. Yeah. Ah, no thanks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got to be prudent, obviously, you know, don't want to be just held to ransom, but oh, I, I just can't understand why the club's got into a position like this with, you know. And it's been, it's been a problem, as I wrote over the weekend, for not just, Sam's just inherited this now. Roberto oh, tried, didn't, didn't sort it out. Ronald. Yeah, we yeah. predicted it, you know, what happens when Leighton Baines gets injured, and, you know, and clearly has. He's been spoiled by the fact that Baines yeah. has been so good, yeah. and it's only come last sort of 18 months where injuries have started to catch up with him a little bit. Yeah. It's really come home to roost. Um, well, let's, let's talk about a positive then. You know, talking about Bainesy, you know, being injured. Another fullback who we've missed desperately. Uh, you're going up to see later, Seamus, who's going to be involved in some capacity mm-hmm. for the under 23s playing against Portsmouth. I mean, we can't expect too much too soon from him. You know, it's been out for the best part of 10 months. But that, that's a step in the right direction, isn't it? That, that's good news. Well, yeah, some welcome good news yeah. at the end of a pretty grim week, isn't it? So, um, as I said, I, I maintain my personal feelings on. Seamus's return I'm not overly concerned if he doesn't play for the first team between now and the end of the season because I yeah. want him back properly for next season fully fit properly healed not rushed yeah. you know we've seen with Yannick and, and, and others that, and, and Sam has mentioned it you know we're playing Yannick probably more than we should do at yeah, the minute yeah, he's yeah. not yeah. and I think we just need to be kid, kid gloves with Seamus a little bit um, as desperate as we would love to have him back and, and stuff I'm, I'm, I'm very much Willing to urge caution with yeah. uh, just been desperately unlucky over the last like 12 months. When you think about the number of serious injuries, I mean, every club suffers from injuries, that's not going to carry the way. But to have two players who've suffering double broken legs, yeah. to have a serious knee injury, Yannick Balassi, to have you know both fullbacks out for you know significant well, periods at the same Funes time, Funes Mori, yeah, Funes you know. Mori starts every week, yeah. if he's fit at the minute, yeah. Oh, he? yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's, he's in the team every week, yeah. you know, that speaks volumes about the rest yeah. of the team, to be fair. Than other clubs, no, I mean, in fact, was the fact that Combe was, was uh, on international duty mm. as well. I yeah. mean, Combe, I think it's great news, James, coming back. Uh, to me, I've said it before on the pod that he would be my captain during the summer if it, the injury had not happened. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have said to Phil, Thanks, you know, like you have a natural cycle of being a skipper, don't you? Phil with 35, maybe not going to play every week, Seamus is. I think he would have been the skipper. Mm. I think uh, I would have also preferred him because I think he's. Phil, though he's experienced and he's obviously tough, he had the terrible injury himself, didn't he? You know, he, he missed 12 months. He's he's not a vocal source of where Seamus is a little yeah. bit in your face. He's got a bit of spikiness about him. That, yeah. A bit like Gary Neville had as, as a right back, you know, like that sort of spikiness. And I think he would have been an ideal skipper uh, for us. Um, and I think he, we've really missed his presence, both as a player and a, present, and a presence and personality yeah. on the pitch. I for one will play him at the end of the season. I'm hoping that it's, I'm hoping that we save save ourselves from relegation. You know, like we've got a, you know if the last couple of games of the season like there's nothing much much yeah. going on them. I think that'll be ideal to bring Seamus in oh, because yeah, oh, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah,
I think what they say is that these type of injuries miraculously you can you know you, they come back they say they come back stronger don't they like mm. but it's the psychological impact isn't it of, of what's gone on and I think the, the sooner Seamus gets a couple of games under his belt he's been doing that before the summer so next next season's not a massive starting point for him you mm. know you look, you look back at, at how much we've missed Seamus and obviously with, with a great respect to John Joe who's done very very well and, and at 20 years old he's perhaps a better right back than Seamus was at the same age I look back and think that Crystal Palace game last season away from home, yeah, tight, yeah. everyone were digging in, and he he made yeah. the difference. He turned one point into three, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just because he is he knows the Premier League, proven Premier League right back on his day, one of the best right backs in Europe, arguably. Absolutely, yeah. And he had the ability and the timing and the power and the strength to get in there. Now, hopefully, John Joe one day will be like that, but at the minute he's not, and and we have missed. That, it's that been, been a bad, bad, bad miss for James, I think. Now, it's when you talk about uh, you know those leadership qualities, and he was showing them again even on Saturday. You know, yeah. straight out of his seat, straight down into the tunnel to you know go and just say whatever he could to James yeah. McCarthy. I mean, that, that that concerns me about you know him of all people suffering an injury like that because it's only a couple of weeks since Sam Allardyce spoke about the psychology of getting over the hamstring uh, stroke groin problems he's had. Um, and he said that yeah he's over them physically but psychologically there's still work to be done because yeah. he still doesn't have total faith in his body you know because yeah. he's been out for so long mm-hmm. and for that to happen to a player that's already you know got psychological issues with injuries you know it's it, it's going to be a real tough haul back for, uh, for James McCarthy How old is James now? Is he 20, 27 yeah, so he's going to be 28 yeah. at least by the time he comes back isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah Though it's because you say the real cruel irony that his body particularly hamstrings seem to be have been holding up pretty well yeah exactly yeah. yeah just when that issue does seem to have been resolved you know to suffer something like that but, but now it's good news to see Seamus back I think uh, you know top class I mean he's talk about personality felt I mean he come up the hard way Seamus didn't he? he didn't yeah, have it easy time. he was a late yeah. developer in the game and they're often, often the strongest strongest personalities because they, they've really had to fight and it's not being given to them on a plate you know sure. and yeah. I think with Seamus you know that's the type of Thing that that drives people, and you see that in his performance. You say you saw it on Saturday, didn't you? Peace of mind, you know, the, the quickness of mind. I need to get down there straight away. And he, hugely impressive personality and uh, player for me. Mm. And he's one of them players that you know, once his playing days are over, you suspect mm. that he'll be in and around the club in some some capacity. Mm. But that's why I'm confused with Morgan Stanley because he's come up. Uh, not quite as hard away, but he's come through the levels. Yeah, and he's forced his way and worked his way into being a Premier League footballer, and yet doesn't seem to ha- possess any of those qualities that Seamus would have because of that that journey. At yeah, the minute. Mm. yeah. You know, he's for me. He's the other side of the coin. Different personalities, isn't it? You know, so clearly one is a different personality to the other. Yeah. No, it was a, but I think there's still there's still there's still things we can do as we discussed there about. Uh, changing things but it is a, just a little bit of a worry when you see our next two fixtures <laughs> well we'll talk about yeah, that yeah 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 just thought to cheer everybody up no, yeah, no, yeah, no, you know no. what I mean you know, sleep, sleep well tonight lovely news to yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> no no we, we, we've all ended there we'll be back before the yeah. weekend uh, to we'll hopefully talk about a bit more activity in the transfer market because there's no match to talk about yeah yeah, um, yeah. Cause, cause <laughs> Cup. but thanks for sticking with us and we'll be back very soon ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 20,50 per maand met de Huawei P20 Lite. Nu met 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1000 MB 4G internet. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.